Hello, and a warm welcome to the Northern Grower Podcast. My name is Erin, and I am an educator, homesteader, and gardener. I garden in a Zone 3 climate, and here on our homestead we grow food and we save seeds. I created this podcast as a place to share my passion and help educate others to grow their homesteads and gardens, increase their self-sufficiency, and learn a little plant lore along the way. So let's enjoy growing together as we navigate this amazing journey of homesteading. Hello, and yes, I have an intro now to the podcast, which I'm really excited about. Um, I've been meaning to kind of master a bit more of a professional sounding introduction, Um, but I'm pretty proud of it because I've been teaching myself to do this. It's all self-taught, and I finally got around to spending an afternoon playing around um, with some stuff and sounds and getting a recorded, a pre-recorded introduction onto the podcast. So I'm pretty excited about it. So today's episode is going to be all about blueberries. And they just so happen to be on my mind right now because they are in season and I'm getting lots of them. And they're also super cheap to buy at the grocery store if uh, or the farmer's market. Um, like I can buy a crate of them at my local farmer's market for 20 bucks. Um, so really, really just wonderful, abundant, they're ripe really enjoying blueberry time and you might be enjoying picking them you might be enjoying buying them but you might also be find yourself wondering what to do with all those blueberries well we're going to get into that today we're going to look at um some kind of just history around blueberries some growing tips and then different ideas for preserving because I think if I get berries, my first thing is to always go, okay, I'm just going to freeze the fruit because then you can toss it in smoothies, um, whatever. But we're going to look at some other ways that I uh, preserve blueberries, which we are very busy right now preserving. It's uh, it's just wonderful, but also just overwhelming. Um, yesterday, I put up another bag of rhubarb for the freezer and I've got 10 zucchini loaves in my freezer right now. Um, I do freeze, so my family, I love zucchini. The rest of my family does not typically eat zucchini except if it's in zucchini bread. So we just make a ton of zucchini bread at this time of year and freeze all the loaves and we'll pull one out every couple weeks and just kind of work our way through it. It's fine and it's just it's a different way of preserving food. So I put away like 10 zucchini loaves over the last few days. Um, What else did we? Oh yeah, the blueberries we're working on and yeah, there's just so much. I'm also picking some flowers to dry. I want to use some more dried flowers in projects. Um, So it's just, yeah, it's a lot. There's a lot going on. I probably can't even think off the top of my head what else we've been putting up and preserving. It's kind of just a blur on top of everything else. Um, But let's get back into blueberries. Well, I'm sure you're already familiar if you are interested in growing blueberries. You're probably here because you already enjoy blueberries. But, of course, they have many health benefits. They are high in vitamins, particularly vitamin C and fiber. And most people, I think I read it's the second most like purchased berry um, in North America. It's one of the most common ones that we eat. 
and they're really versatile when it comes to cooking. You can cook them on pancakes, waffles, yogurt, oatmeal, smoothies, muffins, syrup. You can eat them in a trail mix. I have lots of uses for them and they store very well depending on your storage method. So I was actually researching other benefits for like their health benefits because I knew they had lots of vitamins, vitamin C and fiber. And I was like, well, what else do they have? And weirdly for this berry, um, there's a lot of conflicting evidence about actually how healthy blueberries, like are they as, they're healthy obviously, but are their health benefits as high as like media, the media has made them out to be, you know, like they're still obviously a really good part of a nutritious, healthy diet, delicious, but are they as healthy as we make them out to be? And, you know, some conflicting evidence about freezing them and long-term storage of blueberries. Like one study was like, oh, their f nutritional benefits decrease by like 60, 59, 60% if they're frozen, but then other studies have shown they haven't. And then you're kind of looking at these type of studies with that critical, right, that critical thinking, that critical eye, because, Interestingly, the study that was saying, oh, blueberries are, um, you know, their nutritional benefits decrease by 59% are then also advising that people buy fresh organic blueberries. And you're thinking, hmm, like where, who is funding these type of studies, right? You know, they're saying, don't store blueberries. You should need to buy the fresh organic blueberries all year round. And if you're like me, you're in a cool climate, I'm, you know, Alberta, like blueberries get, any berry really, gets really expensive in winter, which is why we try to store and find ways to preserve them and get our berry, our berry benefits in other ways, like smoothies or muffins or pancakes, because they get really expensive. Like you're looking at, last year was like nine bucks for a tiny little um, container, which is just like people are like it's just really expensive and it's hard to afford that when you can buy a crate for 20 bucks and then look at ways of just preserving them um so we will buy occasional like fresh fruit in winter but we try to really focus on eating like what we preserve for fruit and stuff like that um but it's just it was oh my dog is scratching <laughs> oh no that just leaning against the door um, but we will try to, you know, so it's kind of just, what was I, I've lost track. So what I was saying was that it's just, yeah, like, can people afford to buy, like, these in-season organic blueberries, and, like, who is funding? Is it the organic, uh, blueberry producers that are funding, like, you need to buy the fresh ones all year round? I don't know. That is my kind of trying to think critically when you see lots of conflicting studies. Pretty much any study, there's always a group now that can pretty much pay or make a study go in their favor. So um, I just try to think critically about everything and, you know, analyze what's the evidence and what's there. Um, but yeah, use your judgment. It's a fruit. Overall, it's going to be part of a healthy diet. You're doing great. So eat the blueberries even if uh, they're not a superfood as they might have been made out at one time. So the blueberry is native to North America and it has long been foraged and eaten by First Nations. 
Um, the blueberry traditionally would have been obviously eaten fresh when it's fresh, but it would have also been dried so that it can be preserved and eaten with dried meat, such as the traditional food made by First Nations called pemmican. And that is just basically dried meat and it was mixed with fat, um, which preserved it for a really long time. And quite often, if dried berries were available, they would be put in there as well. And it could, that was usually blueberries if you had blueberries um, it could be Saskatoon's whatever berries like they um, had that were dried and available could go into pemmican so they've long been part of diet for First Nations uh, people and actually they traditionally refer to them as star berries because the end where you get the blossom forms at the end of the blueberry if you look it actually does look like a star I think my toddler even pointed that out to me one day like it's a star um, so they refer to as starberries the leaves can also be dried and used in tea making so the leaves were also used and are still used and you can dry them and use them in tea making they can be um, they can be quite bitter and if you can like find your own blueberry leaves I would because buying blueberry leaf tea is actually it's kind of pricey um, but they can be quite bitter so you can put in dried blueberries in there too to make a real you know a real fruity blueberry tea or mix with other leaves mix your teas how you like to get a flavor combination that best serves you and despite being native to North America, blueberries somehow became a traditional food of Lamaste or Lunasa, which is um, like typically it's an ancient traditional Celtic festival that was celebrated on August 1st, particularly big in Ireland. And it's celebrating the harvest. Um, and yeah, blueberries became a part of that. They became a food of... Um, fertility to symbolize fertility celebrating the harvest bread is also traditionally associated with that festival but I just thought it was kind of interesting right how you know cultures as they interact things also get ideas get traded and shared and swapped and now this blueberry this food you know it made its way over um not just to Ireland, but also with settlers that would have come to North America and it became incorporated into their traditions. And I just think things like that are pretty interesting. Um, so the blueberry was used to celebrate the harvest as well. And you might see that now like more traditional minded or even um, um, people who celebrate Lamas Day, or if you're more into Lunasa, which is the more kind of pagan witchy folk will observe Lunasar a bit more. Um, they can be seen blueberry picking, making blueberry recipes, or um, like canning blueberry syrup just to celebrate in honor of Lamas Day, in honor of the harvest, and for fertility. So it's got um, some kind of traditional and festive uses. And interesting, blueberries were not actually cultivated commercially until the 1900s. Before then, um, the sale of blueberries was actually from people foraging them and then bringing them to market. And it took, a, so they were kind of later to get cultivated. And of course, there are now quite a few varieties and varieties do matter when it comes to growing. So let's talk about the varieties when it comes to growing. And there are four types and with each type, there are then, of course, those separate varieties within each type. 
So the four types are high bush, low bush, half hybrid, and rabbit eye. And depending on your zone or location, it's going to really dictate which uh, type and variety to go for. As some fare well more than others. So some types of blueberry just will not fare well in a cold climate. If you're a cold climate grower, you know, you really have to think about what um, type you're going for. And same actually if you're in a warmer climate, like a zone 7 to 9, the type of blueberry you get is not going to be the same as somebody growing in zone 3. So you really have to pay attention to what type you get. Um, I'm a zone 3-er, so I'm more familiar with low bush varieties. And so the low bush type is, um, for the cold climate, it grows zones 3 to 7. And it typically you know it's more of a creeper lower um uh it's more of a creeper it's a lower grower it typically actually doesn't have as much fruit and so more modern types and varieties were cultivated to be more prolific when it came to fruit bearing it still gets a lot of fruit but less so than other varieties um so the high bush was developed and it grows into more of a shrub type of plant and it's zones four to seven but if you are on the lower end that you're zone four you still have to then find a cold hardy variety of high brush so not only do you look for the high brush type but then you have to find the variety that will work um, in your zone this half hybrid which as the name suggests is it's a crossover between the low and the high brush and they are hardy down to zone three so they were cultivated because the high brush varieties are you know they're more shrub like high brush they grow taller and they do tend to produce more fruit and the half hybrid um then obviously came from the low bush as well which was lower and it is but it's more cold hardy so the half hybrid provides a little bit of more cold hardiness but also trying to get a little bit more crop so it's kind of the best of both worlds um so that can be an option as well to look for if you find a half hybrid and then lastly the rabbit eye um I don't really know too much about it because it's a zone seven to nine it's typically grown more in the southern u.s okay so let's talk some growing tips so i do generally prefer in my area the low bush just for the hardiness um some people might prefer to go for a half hybrid i like the low bush and we also supplement a lot anyway of our blueberries by going to the farmer's market in the summer months. Um, but the uh, low bush is a creeping plant. It spreads through rhizomes, so it's more of a ground cover. Um, so just bear that in mind if you're going to plant like this, a low bush blueberry or even high bush if you're going for shrubs. Make more of a patch. Try to make more of a patch for them. And all varieties of blueberry really love acidic soils. So if you want success, you're going to need to ensure your soil is around a pH of 4 to 5 and really amend the soil. So you're going to have to compost it well before you plant, probably a couple weeks before you plant. And if you do need to get that acidity in there, pine needles can work really well if you have access to finding some pine needles. So work on amending the soil, get it nice and acidic for them, and compost well. 
And in my cold climate, I want to purchase and plant out in about mid-spring. And I will plant them mid-spring, mid to late spring, keeping them pretty well watered. But they do need soil that drains well. They don't like sanding in water or that thick clay, wet soils. If you had warmer zones, you could probably plant later in the year. Um, but we have to plant in mid to late spring. And as usual with these perennial type bushes, I like to mulch in winter just to provide a bit more cover for the roots. I like to give the roots a bit of a cover. And life pro tip, birds and rabbits love blueberries, like love, love, love them. And so if you don't wanna lose all your blueberries to them, you're really gonna have to cover that, okay? So try to find some cover um, because they really love them. Um, I, in my amateur, like really early gardening days, I quite, I kind of made a few mistakes with my blueberries and I didn't cover them. I didn't realize they would be so attractive to birds and rabbits and I actually didn't get um, any fruit the first, the not the first year, but the year they started to bear fruit. I did not get fruit because I lost it all to the rabbits and birds. So keep that in mind. Um, and blueberry plants are somewhat self-fertile so if you're purchasing purchase a few different varieties because that will actually increase your production um which is another thing to think about so you got to put a bit of planning into just thinking of like location where what varieties are going to work you can mix and match some of those varieties in there and like many perennial plants they can take a few years for years to really bear fruit so patience is needed. Like you can, they can be up to four years before you see fruit. So do bear that in mind too. You're gonna have to have some patience. But right, perennials are investing in the long game. I think the beautiful part is about perennials. You have a family home, or if you're even planning to move, like life happens, you maybe are building up the family home, things change. You don't take your perennials, but you're now leaving those perennials in there for your family or other people to enjoy, right? It's like the first, this property I moved into, it has a really cool, huge rhubarb patch. And like, that's amazing to have access to that. And it was already here and well-established and things like that are just wonderful. You know, somebody planted that rhubarb out for the long game, right? And so plant the perennials, get the perennials going. When it does come to harvesting in the summer months, they should come off easily. They'll be nice and blue. And I think blueberries, like when they're ripening, look beautiful, all the shades they turn. Um, but they should come off easily. And if you have one or two year young blueberry plants, you can actually pinch the blossoms. So they put more effort into growing rather than trying to bear fruit. And I didn't, I'll admit, I didn't do that when we got our blueberry plants. I was a very novice gardener. I didn't know you pinch them in the first couple of years. So I just didn't bother. I don't know if that affected them or not, but there's a there's another tip and lastly let's get to preserving so blueberries preserve really well and there are actually many ways to preserve so we will typically freeze them and that's you know the bulk of them honestly get frozen because we eat a lot of um, I make a lot of breakfast muffins like oatmeal blueberry muffins we make a lot of sourdough pancakes and waffles for dinner and breakfasts. And so blue, frozen blueberries are really great to toss in there. I also really enjoy, um, you know, they're preserved if they're frozen. So I really enjoy even just bringing them out to make a syrup with. 
just for something different for pancakes or breakfast for dinner, that type of thing. You can make a syrup. I also really enjoy sun-drying blueberries or you dehydrate them. Um, and you can dehydrate them into blueberry raisins. Or as I get to call them, you get to call them that really fun name of blazins. You know, like craisins or cranberry raisins. And I don't know if blueberry raisins actually have a set name. I just call them blazins because it sounds good. It sounds epic. And they last a really long time. Um, I get a couple, I just get a couple mason jars of dried blueberries, but they'll last me like a year. And you do have the option, you can coat them in honey. I do that sometimes. Maybe I'll set one jar of honey coated blueberry raisins, one jar not. Um, because I find the honey can make them pretty sticky, obviously. Um, but then they are really delicious. Like if you scoop them out with a spoon and put them in oatmeal or yogurt, I don't eat the honey ones with my hands, but the more dried blueberry raisins I will like eat in trail mix and whatnot. But they're really nice to toss on top of dishes too if they're dried. Really enjoy them. And the next way we also preserve blueberries is to make a blueberry jam. And... I usually like to mix my jams with rhubarb just because we have a lot of rhubarb and other than lemonade and jams, I still try, I, people always send me more recipes, I need to try them. Um, but typically we're making jam with our rhubarb and so we'll toss the rhubarb in with the blueberries to make a blueberry rhubarb jam and we water bath can our jams. And water bath canning is fairly accessible. Um, so I did go through those other options like if you don't have a canner like you can dry them um, and water bath canning the jam just makes it last like shelf stable you can make jam um, that isn't like long term shelf stable you obviously just have to eat it quicker and work through it quicker put it in the refrigerator um, but we just we, if we're making a lot because of the amount we have we'll make a few cans shelf stable um, but yeah freezing or drying dehydrating are really good ideas if you don't want to do bother with canning or just make like a refrigerated jam don't make it shelf stable um, but water bath canning is fairly accessible if you don't have a pressure canner which we actually don't and I see a lot in the homestead crowd <laughs> People love their pressure canners. Like, can't live without them. And I'm like, I don't know, maybe one day we'll get a pressure canner. This is a tangent, but for me, I've never really felt like I've needed to pressure can. Like, we've always found other ways to preserve and, uh, like, use our foods without having to get a pressure canner. Mostly because I don't have the space. Like, there's no, there's just nowhere to keep one. And... Yeah, I don't know. I Maybe there is part of that, you know, it's that intimidating learning thing. Um, and then, you know, I freeze a lot of stuff because it's more convenient for us. And then you have that other option is, you know, if you freeze things, what if your power goes out? You have to have backup power options in case uh, your power kicks the can. You don't want to lose your freezer supply. But I don't know. We've got by without a pressure canner. Um, and I don't think we need one yet but we can water bath can jam so you can make some blueberry jam and water bath canning is fairly like it's accessible like honestly we found our water bath canner uh, with a rack at the thrift store for four bucks so it's pretty it's pretty um, easy to find and then you get a really cool nice big stock pot too with that um so I do hope that gives you some just little ideas for preserving um if you do want to venture into a blueberry patch 
don't make my mistake too in my novice gardening days the first time I bought blueberries I bought high bush by the way because I didn't like bother researching and I just was like yeah I want to I want a shrub I don't want like a low bush I want a high bush and they did not make it through the winter at all they did not survive didn't come back just little spindly branches forevermore um so don't make that mistake um make sure you really research what variety will work get that soil ready and prepped and then patience is the key right so have that patience there to allow them to grow and then there are many diff there's a few different ways you can also um preserve them i will say actually to go back to preserving because dehydrating can also seem intimidating people think you have to have a dehydrator i have dehydrate my blueberries like out on the deck and like it's these 30 degree days right now in the sun it's south facing the sun is blasting that thing all day and i just put my blueberries like honestly i've put them on foil on a baking tray and then in like a mesh cover that's not touching the blueberries and it takes a few days like it is a slower process but they will get dried that way and that's pretty and you know i think that's pretty fairly simple to do you just have to put them out in the morning bring them in and it takes a few days but uh just throwing that extra tip in there if you don't want to dehydrate like with the oven on because it's hot or you have don't have a dehydrator you can actually like i sun dry things so there's an option to use the solar power um so yeah that is some tips there for using up your blueberries and i do hope you enjoyed this brief episode here and yeah yeah i hope you enjoyed like new fancy intro i'm feeling fancy with that intro and thank you so much for being here and supporting the podcast i'm really happy that there are people who listen to this um it's just a fun thing that i really enjoy doing so thank you i also do share my story on instagram at the underscore northern underscore grower um so you can find me there you can email a show at the northern grower podcast at gmail.com which is really fun it's kind of fun when people email and then i also kind of squeal a little bit in delight because you know reading comments is really cool um so that makes me really happy fills me with happiness the next episode is going to be about garlic i did one way back like a few years ago but then i thought you know what i'm gonna go back and actually make like a really in-depth one like that was my beginner podcasting days i've grown a little bit in the last couple years i want to change it up make a new like garlic revisited episode especially because it is also coming to fall and so there is some you know it's coming up so i do want to make a garlic episode so that will be um the next episode that comes out and if you also have before i go here if you have an interest in homemaking but with a witchy twist be sure to check out my other page on instagram i have another instagram page which is the witch's home just t-h-e-w-i-t-c-h-s-h-o-m-e all one word the witch's home that is just for me i've uh, really identified that there are a lot of really cool radical homemakers out there um but they're looking for something that maybe has a bit of a that's my personality it's a bit of a witchy twist basically um, modern witch homemaking so if that is of interest to you feel free to go check it out i'll be slowly adding some content over there too okay thank you and take care